This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today, especially if you may be watching today for the very first time. We want you to stay tuned today as we'll be discussing this subject, the Book of Life. What is the Book of Life? Where is the Book of Life? And is it, is it important that I have my name in that book? We'll study that today. Now today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. I emphasize it is free. And in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive it, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm going to be reading today from the 10th chapter of Luke. And I'm going to read beginning in verse 17. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. But rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. The 70 who had been sent out on what we sometimes call a limited commission, limited in that they went to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, came back and they were rejoicing because they had power over the devil. And the Lord said, I'm not wanting you to have that as the chief reason for your joy. He said, I want you to rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Men are interested in, in having their names written Somewhere. So some people enjoy having their names inscribed in the social register. So some are, are interested in having their names out in the political world. They want to be known. So some are interested in having their names inscribed in a hall of fame. And, and I suppose in proper perspective... All of that's well and good. But it is best to have your name written in heaven. And there is a record in heaven. 
For example, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus said, Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Over in the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, and in verse 3 he wrote, And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So there's a record in heaven. There's a book of life. In the book of Revelation, the third chapter and verse 5, writing to the church in Sardis, the Lord said, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. And so to those who were overcomers, the Lord said your name is not going to be blotted out of the book of life. Then turn over to Revelation, the 20th chapter, beginning in verse 11 and reading down through about verse 15. And then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great standing before God and books were opened. Listen, books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each one according to their works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now listen to verse 15. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Then look in Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. But there shall be no means to enter in anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now look in the 22nd chapter, verse 19. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things written in this book. All of those verses collectively are telling us there's a record in heaven. It tells us, first of all, that we are dealing with the Bible subject. In the 20th chapter of Revelation, John talked about books being opened, and another book, and that book is called the book of life. And in verse 15, we learn how vital it is for an individual to have his name in the book of life. He said, anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So we're dealing with a very, very vital subject. How can I have my name written in the book of life? How can I have my name enrolled in heaven. Remember Jesus told the 70, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. 
Well, someone says, well, Brother Lambert, I think that if a person just lives a good moral life, that, that they're going to go to heaven one day. Well, this is a very popular notion that people have, that if you live a good moral life, you're, you're good to your family, you pay your taxes, you don't drink, you don't curse, you don't smoke, and uh, you, you, you keep your marriage vows, and you just live a good, clean, moral life that one day you'll go to heaven. And that's a very popular idea that people have, that morality alone will save you. Let me tell you about a man by the name of Cornelius. We read about Cornelius in the uh, 10th chapter of Acts. The Bible tells us that he was a ruler of the band called of an Italian band. He was a soldier. He was in charge of 100 men. And the Bible tells us he is a man that feared God with all of his house. He's a man who gave much alms to the people. He's a man who prayed to God always. And in every regard, this is the kind of man you'd enjoy having as your next door neighbor. A good man. A good moral man. A good family man. But Cornelius was lost without Christ. When Peter got back to Jerusalem after having been to the house of Cornelius, Cornelius being a Gentile, Peter being a Jew was called on the carpet by his Jewish brethren because he had been preaching to a Gentile. And then Peter began to rehearse by order the things that had taken place at the household of Cornelius. And he explained that Cornelius had been told to send for him. And he only went because he had been requested to come to Cornelius' home. Cornelius was told to call for Peter, and this is in Acts chapter 11 and verse 14, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. If he wasn't lost, being a good moral man, why did he need to find out what to do to be saved? Friends, morality may keep you out of the local jail, but it will take more than that to keep your soul out of an eternal hell. You see, you have to be washed in the blood of the Lamb to go to heaven one day, Revelation 1, 5, Jesus said unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. You see, morality alone is not enough. Someone says, well, I think all you have to do to have your name in the book of life to go to heaven is just be sincere. Just be sincere. And you just let your conscience be your guide and, and you just do what you think is right and everything is going to be all right one day. You'll go to heaven. Well, your conscience can be wrong. In Acts 23 and verse 1, Paul said, I lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. And yet Paul found out that his conscience was wrong. You see, a man may do what he thinks is right, but he, what he does is not right. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. The fact is, there are many people that are sincere, even in religion. But the Lord did not come into the world that we might be religious. People were already religious when Jesus got here. Jesus came that men might be religiously right. In Matthew 7 and 21, Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And so we have to do the will of God to be saved and to have our name enrolled in the book of life. Just being sincere is not enough. I read about a woman who gave her child some medicine. She thought she was giving the child medicine. And actually she gave the child some deadly poison by mistake. She was sincere. 
but she was wrong. Well, someone says, well, I think all you have to do is just believe on the Lord, believe on the Lord, and your name is going to be written in the book of life. Let me say, first of all, how important it is to believe in the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, Without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of all of them that diligently seek Him. So it is important to believe in God. None of us will go to heaven without believing in God. Now there are a lot of people in hell that believe there is a God now. James 2.19 says the devils believe and tremble. But it's not enough just to believe in God. We need to believe and turn to Him in obedience. Let me read to you from Acts the second chapter in verse 24. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. You, you see, it's not just by faith alone that we're saved. Faith is important. Jesus said, He that believeth, that's faith, and is baptized shall be saved. Faith is important. Let, back in the 26th chapter of Acts, pa Paul is preaching to Agrippa. And Agrippa was a man who was not exactly a believer. And in Acts chapter 26 and in verse number 27, he said, well, let me go back to about verse 24. He says, now, when he had thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you're beside yourself. M much learning is driving you mad, but he said, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. For the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. I am convinced that none of these things escape his attention since this thing was not done in a corner. Now, verse 27. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Do you believe the prophets? And then believe in the prophets, you would have believed what the prophets said about Jesus. He said, and this is what he said, I know you do. I know that you do believe. And then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am except these chains. Agrippa believed, but the fact is he wouldn't turn to the Lord. So it's not just believing that puts our name in the book of life. There must be obedience to all of the gospel of Christ. Somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, I think that all a person has to do to, to, to have their name written in the book of life is just obey whatever they hear some man teach religiously. Let me tell you, I want to be just as kind to you as I know how. And I say this because I love you. You'll not have your name written in heaven by obeying the doctrines of men. In Matthew 15 and 9, Jesus said, In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Nor will your name be written in heaven by just thinking it's there. By just thinking your name is there. Assuming your name is there. Only by believing in Christ and the power of His blood to take away sin 
and humble obedience to his will, can we have the assurance our names are written in heaven. If I want to know that my name is written in heaven, what I must do is to find out what people did in Bible times to have their names written in heaven. And one of the very first examples of that happening is recorded in your Bible in Acts, the second chapter. Now let me read verse 36, verse 37, 38. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? That's, that's like asking, what must I do to have my name written in heaven? What must I do to have my name written in the book of life? What must we do? Now, how do you suppose Peter answered that question? Now, let me read verse 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent. They needed to repent just like we need to repent. And one of the hardest things for an individual to do is to repent because repentance demands a change of lifestyle. It may demand that we give up some things that we're doing if we truly repent. So he said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, now, why should we do that? For the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so in response to the question, what must we do? How do we have our names written in heaven? They were told to repent of their sins. To be baptized for the remission of their sins. It's just as important to repent as it is to believe. It is just as important to believe as it is to be baptized. All the things that God requires of us are equal in importance. We're to believe on Christ, repent of our sins, and as penitent believers in the Lord, the Bible teaches, the Bible teaches, I didn't say man teaches, but the Bible teaches, we're to be baptized for the remission of sins. And I want you to notice in the second chapter of Acts, verse 41, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And when today people would gladly receive the word, they're going to obey the gospel, and their names are going to be written in the Lamb's book of life. Somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, uh, I, I'm just wondering if, you're, if you ever have your name written in that book, could, could it ever be taken out? Could, could the, your name be removed from that book? Well, let's go to the book of Revelation again, the third chapter, and verse 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white raiments, white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. You see, when we as his people, God's people, sin, when we sin, if we overcome the sin our name is not going to be blotted out. That's what he says. But now just suppose there were some of those who did not overcome. What would happen to their name? Well, the inference is their name would be blotted out. 
You see, God has an eraser on the end of his pencil. Now, Revelation 3 and 5 is a warning. It is a warning. If a man intends to leave his religion at the edge of the baptistry, it'd just be better for that individual to stay away, to not be baptized. If he's not going to make a change in his life, your name indeed can be removed from the book of life. Oh, it's so important to have your name in the book of life. Think about an honor roll. Don't you enjoy it when your children come home and they hand you a piece of paper that says your child is on the honor roll? It's important. Think about a work roll. We have a lot of people today who are unemployed and, and suppose you go down to an employment office and a lot of people have applied and, and they say we've got 10 people that we're going to, to be able to send out to jobs today. And there stands a man who is so depressed, he's been laid off from work. He actually has holes in his shoes. There's no food for his family. His wife is sick, but he's not able to buy medicine for his wife. And he walks into this employment office, and they start calling out the names of ten people that they're going to be able to put to work today. And they call out his name. Oh, happy day. He's on the work roll. Then there's a survivor role. Picture a family here. It has a son out in the military. And he's on a ship. And that ship goes down out in the, North, in the Atlantic. Their son is on board. And they begin to look at the survivor role. And they see their son's name on that survivor role. Oh, happy day. His name is on the roll. But that pales in insignificance compared to the role that's going to be called up yonder. Suppose that at, at the last day that God's angel from glory comes and signals that time shall be no more. The elements are on fire. You know, Peter said, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. And the Lord begins to call the roll. And he's calling the names out. But for some reason, doesn't hear your name. You don't hear him call out your name from the roll. You see, for our name to be in the Lamb's book of life, our life, must be in harmony with the book of books, the Bible. It, 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 the Bible teaches we're to believe in Christ. We're to repent of our sins. We're to confess our faith in Christ. We're to be baptized. We're to live a faithful Christian life. We're to attend the services of the church. We're to, to give as we've been prospered. We're to try to win souls for Christ. We're to pray. We're to read the Bible. All of that's involved in the living the Christian life. But if you have not done those things and you've lived in defiance to the law of God, th th there's no need to expect him to call your name out on that day. But I encourage you right now to give serious thought 
to having your name written in the book of life. Time is on your side, but it shall not always be so. Just imagine that roll is called. Is your name there? Let me read Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15 one more time for emphasis sake. In Revelation chapter 20 and 15 reads, Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Somebody says, Brother Lambert, you're trying to frighten me. No, no, I'm not trying to frighten you. I want you to think. I want you to think more than you've ever thought in all of your life about your soul. Suppose you gain everything this old world could offer, but you lose your soul because your name is not in the book of life. What have you gained? Jesus asked, what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm preaching right now to some of the best people in all of the world. You would not be watching this telecast if you did not have an interest in the Word of God and doing what's right. I realize that. But I'm, I'm speaking to someone right now whose life is in disarray. And, and I'm speaking to someone right now who's not prepared, spiritually prepared, to meet God one day. Think on these things. In the closing moments, let me give you a very personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ right here in your community. If you're not certain where the church is located, you call us, you write us, and we'll get you that information. And please, right now, without any delay, without any hesitation, pick up the telephone and call right now for the free Bible correspondence course. There'll be someone to answer the phone. If you're not able to get through, you can leave a message with us and we'll get the... Bible course to you as soon as we possibly can. I want to thank you for watching, and until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. I feel like my professors care not only about my progress in their classes, but also me as a person. Having teachers that will pray for me is incredible. Providing a Christ-centered education is the heart of everything we do at Fault University. From the classroom to the sports fields, we emphasize integrity of character and a godly attitude in all phases of life. Visit our website today to see what Faulkner has for you. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to 
Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible. <laughs>